there you know there there is a diverse collection of people artists um you know craftsmen uh a lot of uh, a lot of builders but i mean everyone the part the regardless of what they do for their work they they seem to be pretty open to trying new things whether it's a beer they haven't heard of or you know elsewhere in town you know everyone's been really supportive and that was zach from floodwater brewing company on this week's episode of brewers Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Brutes, where we tell the stories behind your favorite beer. This is Sound Guy Ryan, and joining me, as always, is Erica and Matt. What's up, Brutes fans out there? Hello. Welcome back. We hope that you have all got your holiday shopping done at this point, because uh, you don't have many days left. LOL. So get it done. Yeah. I mean, we have a number of places that we can suggest that you go to. There's... Namely, every local brewery in your Yeah, area. exactly. <laughs> um, fortunately for me, I was able to uh, get all my holiday shopping done a couple weeks ago. Well, la-di-da. I know. No, Ryan, are you done with shopping. yours? No. <laughs> but we know we have a lot of great beer to get us through that. And we've been fortunate enough to see a lot of our listeners supporting local breweries and local businesses. Um, thanks to our beer advent calendar. So uh, if you aren't aware or you're listening for the first time or you live under a rock... We have uh, 36 beers that we're trying this month. Yeah, because we have Only two 30. advent calendars. <laughs> we have two advent calendars going on right now. Um, and yeah, it's it's awesome because we've gotten to try some beers that, you know, I think I think we would have tried eventually. Um, but like, for example, we got to try Wild Bloom, which is Devin Bush's side project. Uh, he's still a brewer at Henniker. Don't, get, don't worry about that. But, but he, he also has Wild Bloom now, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah, and uh, and the grisette, which Ryan was talking about earlier from Amory's tomb. tomb. Yeah, that oh, was so good. That was amazing. Yeah, and then I had so, loaded questions. Uh, that, that was a great that coffee porter. Yeah, cold brew coffee um, porter. That was so good. Note to everyone listening: Do not drink that beer at nine o'clock in a hot tub because you will <laughs> never go to sleep ever. Because it has that it has that cold blue and that cold bloom, cold, cold brew. Wow, so in close. It, uh, that kept me up all night but yeah, it was worth it all i mean i think every single beer has really stand out oh totally uh and has just been phenomenal like all especially the sours the sours have been really great um rock ports um oh, irish, irish stout was awesome. fucking unreal yeah. absolutely unreal i i like those like the the beers that we're drinking right now for this advent calendar just really all around great beers especially this time of year. Yeah, we're um, lucky. I I think every single brewery has nailed it on the head to like what the consumers should be drinking right now. Um Plus it, we have such a great variety. Great. It's been an awesome great variety because we've had like you said sours and stouts and high alcohol and low alcohol and some IPAs. It's been a great um Great variety. Yeah. So shout out to Shannon who won our uh, 12 Days of Christmas whoop, whoop, uh, beer advent calendar. And you can go follow her on This Is The Beer That I'm Drinking on Instagram. That's at This Is The Beer That I'm Drinking. And uh, follow her because she has some awesome content. She actually goes to a lot of the same breweries that we've gone to. And our paths yeah. haven't intersected <laughs> yet. But maybe they maybe will. Maybe they will once COVID <laughs> is not a thing. Right. Um, One day. But... I'm drinking the last of my footy pajamas from Henniker right now. That was a really good yeah, beer. Yeah, I know. It is a really good beer. And uh, I saw Ryan was drinking a Miller. Was he drinking a spaghetti? No, just a Miller. But I also started with um, uh, two 
things we don't say from uh, Wandering Soul. Ooh, that's the, right. That was uh, Wednesday night's uh, advent calendar. Yeah. Uh, well, no, but it was a it was, it was Wandering Soul, but it was not that. It was not, but it was yeah. Wandering Soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, Wandering yeah. Soul. Yeah. Yeah, I just really wanted that. I went to the packy store today, and I'm like, yeah, I, I don't need, local. I don't, I don't need more beer, but I'm gonna get more beer, you know. So I got more beer, and I got that, um, as well as some stuff from um, Greater Good. Um, I picked up uh, Pulp Daddy. Ooh, you are Pulp Daddy, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, it's a you know New England IPA. I haven't had it yet. That's that's gonna be my next poison of choice. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah. So this is our last episode before the holiday break for us. I just want everyone out there in Brewroots land to know we are not going to be having an episode on Christmas Day, which is next Friday. We're taking the day off. We are. We are. Santa said you guys are all on the good list. Ryan's on the <laughs> semi-good list. Oh, come on now. And uh, New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, I guess, would be the, the following week. Yeah. Um, we're going to be partying. At a social distance. A social I think <laughs> so. Yeah, Matt, we're not releasing an episode that week. Matt, yeah. I think this is the first year that they've both landed on like a Friday, and we just and it's COVID. So it's probably it's a not good even thing. cool. Yeah, it's like a good... <laughs> yeah. So like we're not having episodes, and we just can't do much. Yeah, great. But uh, <laughs> sounds fun. Still stay up to date with us on social media because we're going to still be posting. There's going to be lots of great beers that are going to be getting released during that time. And in 2021, we have a lot of great things going on. I know we we teased. Uh, we're going to be doing a little bit more home brewing. Uh, I know that we are receiving an amazing all-in-one homebrew kit, uh, not even a kit system, uh, next week. And you're definitely going to be seeing a ton of pictures of that uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. And I think we're going to be trying to do something with some of our favorite brewers on the system that we're getting. So stay yeah. tuned for more. Exactly. A lot of moving parts in the brewer's world. Yeah. Yeah, twenty twenty one is gonna be lit. Yeah, because we have we're getting sweatshirts too. So. What sweatshirts? Uh, oh so my god! Things. Yeah, yeah. We just gotta sell all those t shirts too. And I also just want to, you know, uh, with the holidays and everything, I really want you guys, if you really like what you're hearing, uh, go to our Patreon uh, link on our website and help and support us. Like, give us that Christmas gift because, you know, we would really appreciate it. And every little bit that you contribute to this helps us continue what we're doing yeah exactly couldn't have said it anymore anymore yeah i couldn't said it anymore that that was great <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh he's here. only had three sips of beer everyone one literally time. yeah i had a seltzer too Ooh. but not a hard one yeah i was about to say it was not alcoholic canada dry yeah. seltzer uh, Erica, anything going on in the world of pink boots not really it's the holidays you know we're also taking a break um Stay tuned for you know the hot blend stuff and make sure you register if you haven't already. And that's about it. Yeah. I do want to just talk about our friends Four Star Farm before uh, we go into the episode. Oh, can't uh, wait. Major shout out to uh, them for the brewery. They're teasing cans. I've seen oh, some cans. It's pretty cool. I am pretty so cool. excited because uh, it's just gonna such be, just awesome. It's going to be awesome. Exactly. And like, what better idea than to have like a hot farm? And a brewery. So you can have like all these amazing beers made with their amazing hops that they grow right there. Yeah. Um, and if you want those amazing hops, just check out their website. Yeah. You'll hear more in one of our awesome ads that we have during our episode. Toast probs. So I think we're going to go crack another beer and enjoy our holiday break 
Cheers, everyone. In this episode. Oh, yeah. In this episode, of course. <laughs> in this awesome episode featuring Zach from Floodwater, which I thought was a cool little episode. Yeah. It's a cool little ditty. And uh, you guys will enjoy it. Maybe you can hear the amount of rain that's going on in the background because, boy, it is was... it drastic. Yep. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> well, sound guy Ryan, what do you think? Should we take it away? Hell yeah. All right. Well, cheers. 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 So we are at, where are we? What town are we in? Shelburne Falls. Well, actually, this is the village of Shelburne Falls. The village. This is the oh, third I love or fourth it. interview that we've been told we're in a village. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> on this side of the river is Buckland, and then on the other side of the river is Shelburne. And then Shelburne won the war, so they called it Shelburne Falls instead of Buckland Falls. I love it. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. So now knowing that we are in Shelburne Falls, which is a village. Yeah. um, Obviously, people who stalk us, well, especially Ryan, you know that we're in Floodwater. We're at Floodwater Brewing Co. in Shelburne Falls. Yeah. We're here with Zach. Hey, Zach. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? (laughs) Great. Great. (laughs) It's been quite the day for us. We uh, came here thinking we were going to interview a couple other breweries, and then we interviewed a couple other breweries. So yeah. You're the only one day. that stayed true to her word today, so <laughs> oh. cheers. Cheers to that. Yeah. I didn't know that I had an opportunity to also cancel or else I may have. Yeah, <laughs> you, you could have, yeah. <laughs> we're two and a half hours away. I need to go to bed. So, <laughs> But nonetheless, thank you for doing this tonight. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, we start every podcast by asking our guests what their first memory of beer is and their role at the brewery. Actually, uh, my first word was beer. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I, this is what my oldest sister says. I, I'm from a family of, uh, I have three sisters and two brothers. And my oldest nice. sister says my first word was beer because I don't want to like call out my parents at all. But when my parents uh, had me and I was born in a house in Worthington, which is about 45 minutes from here, you know, they would give me uh, little sips of their Corona All at right. the time. And, uh, you know, I guess I developed a liking for it at a very early age. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> In your role. Oh, I uh, owner operator of Floodwater Brewing Company. Nice. Beautiful. So you mentioned you developed a taste early for beer growing up. Um, did that turn into the career choice you wanted to do or what was the original plan? No, actually, I, you know, I even still to this day don't have a plan. I'm not going to lie to you. I sort of not just, many of us don't. So. Yeah, I just sort of make it up as it goes. But uh, I mean, I did enjoy beer. Uh, I think uh, especially when I was at college at UMass, that was a big part of my life. Uh, and I always thought, you know, I, I mean, I, I was always interested in it, but I actually didn't really become acquainted with it. From like a manufacturing side point or a standpoint, until I uh, actually started working for a company that dealt with breweries. Okay, mm-hmm. I was um, I'm a controls engineer right now, uh, graduated as a mechanical engineer, and one of my jobs was I did uh, green energy wastewater treatment, uh, targeting breweries and wineries, and I did the, like design and develop the controls for that, and we did some installations at some larger uh, breweries in California. So that's when I became really intimate with the process. Cool. Yeah. Um, so knowing that process, was it always in like the back of your mind? You wanted to start a brewery? Were you home brewing? How did you come to the idea of Floodwater? It's kind of weird because when I bought this place, I didn't actually even know what I was going to do with it. And when I approached my friend to open a brewery with me, he was on board for about a week 
he canceled out and then I it was too stubborn to recalibrate because he was <laughs> going to be the head brewer but uh I just decided to plow at alone you know I, I don't have any um I didn't like take any classes or anything like yeah. that for brewing you sort of just made it up as it went along nice that, so that's all right do you home do you, do you home brew prior to this yeah or, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah okay, but cool. not um in a professional capacity. But when uh, when you're doing green energy wastewater treatment, like I worked for, you know, breweries like uh, Lagunitas, Bear Republic, uh, Russian River, a lot of ones out in California where water is a premium, both the usage and the treatment of it. Uh, so when I was working there, I, I became really familiar with the process, at least from, um, you know, a commercial standpoint. Because a lot of people, they might struggle with that transition from home brewing to commercial brewing. But like my entire, like, you know, the last 10 years, I've been controlling pumps, temperatures, pressures, and all that stuff for uh, what I would consider, you know, complex operations. So yeah. it doesn't, it wasn't a really a hard transition for me. I mean, it's still a lot of it is the, the art behind it and sort of just, you yeah. know, you know, coming up with something that you find interesting and hopefully other people find it interesting yeah. as right. well. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm an engineer myself, so I'm always interested in, in the, the crossroad between technology and art, as you kind of mentioned. Um, sometimes they always don't go in hand in hand, but with beer, I think there's, a, there's a, a huge technical and ingenuity side of it. You know, how many people have jerry-rigged systems to make them more efficient or do other things with that? Did you find that kind of like a natural transition with the engineering, the mechanical side of it, and like the art side of it? Are you an artistic person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Um well, I mean, actually, all the artwork in here is my brother's for the most part, but some of it's a uh, collaboration of, of things that we've done. So there, I, I definitely have been attracted to the art side. It's nice to have that balance between something that's so rigid, like numbers and, and formulas, as opposed to something where you sort of have a little bit more free range. Uh, so I, I would say that, yeah, and also, like, as, um, you know, before when you guys just came in here, like, everything in here I either did... Uh, by myself or with someone else like all the carpentry i did with my dad because he's a skilled carpenter but shout like, out to dad yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to dad i actually have a beer named after him called uh young hankenstein so oh love a, it love it his name's hank but um yeah <laughs> uh and then you know like i did all the steam piping uh glycol oh. running lines wow. and stuff like that but when you're you can apply engineering principles to put that you know, to put it all together, you know, and sometimes you just sort of fudge a number if you're not, if it's not like your primary um, expertise. And, uh, you know, it's it, so far it's worked. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So what year did Floodwater become an idea for you? Uh, end of 2015, I bought the place in 2000, uh, only this portion of the footprint, not like the whole yeah. space. So you bought the place. What was the original purpose of buying this place? I don't know. know. Yeah, yeah, I was actually looking, <laughs> I was living in Boston and I was looking for a place out here, a house. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'll fix this up in Airbnb. And then eventually maybe I'll move back here or something like that, you know, become like some sort of. I don't know. Real, real estate mogul. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like yeah. Donald Trump, watch your back. Yeah. Um, but no, I saw, and this was cheaper than any house. It was like, this was dirt cheap. I don't even want to say how much it was. And there was a reason why it was cheap. It needed a lot of work. So you own this property. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you could have done anything with it. You could have. Yeah, restaurant, you know, yeah, yeah. brewery. Why did you choose a brewery? 
Well, when I, other than that idea, that was like. Well, one of my friends was actually brewing for BBC at the time. Okay. Um, okay. And he's actually since opened his own brewery in Worthington, Cena Farm Brewery. Oh, yep. We've heard, yeah, we just heard it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jared's a great guy, yeah. and you know he was the one that I approached. I'm like, oh, actually, you know, it'd be kind of cool to have like a hipster brewery in here. Uh, I'm not sure if I use those words exactly, <laughs> yeah. uh, but he, I was like, oh, we should do that. And he's like, all right. So he helped me like demo for like one week and his dad and his dad was like, no, 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 just build a brewery on our property. So he was like, oh, I got to do that. And I'm like, yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. But I'm still going ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, you know, racked up a lot of high interest loans and eventually I opened and, you know, it's, uh. It's been a fun experience. Yeah, for sure. For sure. When did you open exactly? I opened on uh, November 23rd of 2018. That's my birthday. Oh, so. oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a good day. <laughs> I mean, I, we had a couple of like, called flash floods before that, but that was the day that I've opened the door and, you know, we've been open ever since. I, you know, I had a couple of people that are with me, but um, they're, uh, you know, they're not... Uh, well, you well, know, COVID and everything. Yeah, else, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We we lost them to COVID. Uh, temporarily, we lost them. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So why flood water? Because it floods here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're actually they're like right on the river, right? Yeah. You two yeah. are overhanging the river right that's now. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, and you, you can sort of see there's like this. Uh, sorry. Uh, you can sort of see there's like this fault line on the building because yeah. it uh, almost was wiped out during Irene in 2011. Oh, jeez, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, the water level was up to the floor here. Wow. And had it gotten another foot higher, it probably would have lifted the top portion off right. of the foundation and brought it down the river. Actually, a couple of the buildings in town here did move off their foundation. So, Ooh. you know, I thought it was kind of... You know, at the time I was working in Greenfield, which is a neighboring town, but uh, how quickly the town bounced back from that was sort of like an homage to the, the town Definitely, and yeah. its resiliency. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. What is the community here like? I mean, is it hard to sell a craft product? Is it a blue collar area where people are drinking those domestics or have they embraced the... You know, the craziness that a, a craft IPA is, you know, or... Oh, uh, yeah, you know. I, th I think they've they've embraced it. You know, they the people in the community have been great. I mean, I think there, you know, there there is a diverse collection of people, artists, um, you know, craftsmen, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of builders. But I mean, everyone, the part, the regardless of what they do for their work they they seem to be pretty open to trying new things whether it's a beer they haven't heard of or you know elsewhere in town you know that everyone's been really supportive which is great because i mean the town gets a lot of um tourism in the summer however there are long stretches where you don't have that constant stream of people coming right. in yeah right and you know i i guess you know as I try to uh, support the community in return as much as I can, you know, uh, whether that's going to other restaurants, supporting local business owners, uh, nonprofits, things Definitely. like that. You know, Definitely. I mean, it's, you know, I've always wanted sort of a community space. Some people don't like to, to hear the word. I don't know. <laughs> I've had a couple of conversations where they're like, why do you use the word community? But I, the, to me, you know, it's kind of nice to have a space that's like, for the community. They're like, yeah, like public yeah. houses yeah. almost in a way. You right. know, back oh, yeah, yeah. In, back Going in the day back in Europe, yeah, yeah. So. For sure. Um, 
what is the beer that you guys are known for? Uh, and what's the brewing style that you, you enjoy to brew? Um, I don't know. I'm always mixing it up. I mean, there are certainly beers that I, I repeat. Uh, you know, Young Hankenstein's one that we, you know, uh, that's a that's a hybrid, another hybrid IPA. But actually, I don't, we're not like huge on IPAs either. I I don't ever have more than two on a tap, on tap at a time. But um, I know I probably brew maybe like twenty percent, twenty five percent lagers. Uh, various types. Yeah, it seems like a pretty good variety on tap right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would say the beer we've probably had on tap the most is probably a cat named Gary. That's a New England <laughs> IPA. But then also uh, Metro Paul Bunyan, which is a chocolate rye porter. <laughs> Love um, it. You Love know, it. so where do these names come from? Like, uh, yeah, I just some of them are from uh, you know. So I used to do stand-up comedy or i mean sorry i just still do stand-up comedy i run like a monthly comedy show here nice. i did when we were open to the public but I'll, some of them are are uh, names that i pulled from comedy routines so metro paul bunyan is a guy that knows you know he loves beards and flannel but he knows nothing about firewood <laughs> and then we yeah. also have a decoy wallet that's actually the oatmeal stout that you're having um uh, parkour jesus is a you know what's more parkour than walking on water that's <laughs> Uh, nice. Just random things. Nice. I don't even know. I've never yeah. even thought yeah. of that. Yeah, I don't. I uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I I sort of. You know, actually, I think the beer that I've enjoyed the most that I've brewed um, is uh, uh, was uh, David Hasselbach. <laughs> That's uh, a Maybach that Love it. we you know I had it coming in the spring. I mean, we've only brewed it once. I mean, because we've right. only really had one spring. That we were in full production. I mean, going in the early 2019. I mean, even yeah. to this day, I don't really do any marketing, which probably drives Dave crazy. <laughs> um, but, you know, so it's sort of just letting everything happen organically for sure, at this point. For sure. Yeah. All right. So before we go too forward into what's going on at Floodwater right now, we do have to just take a brief moment to shout out to our amazing sponsors. So take it away. Did you know that your favorite Massachusetts breweries use hops from a local family-owned hop farm right here in Massachusetts? Our friends over at Four Star Farms are there for you whether you're a commercial brewery or a small batch home brewer. Make sure to head over to their website today and get your hands on some of the best and freshest hops available locally. Cheers! Cheers. Our local homebrew shop, Beer and Wine Hobby, you can get everything you need to make beer, wine, cider, cheese, and more. Not sure where to start? They have knowledgeable staff there to help. Beer and Wine Hobby is family-owned and located in Danvers, Massachusetts. Visit their website, beer-wine.com, and use our promo code BREWROOTS for 10% off your online order today. Shirks on Tap is the box subscription service where you can get some of the dopest brewery t-shirts out there. I'm talking breweries from Dallas, San Diego, and even our home area of New England. And you might ask, how do I get my hands on some? To get your first box for $5, click the link below in our description, or head on over to our website, breweries.com. Remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. And we're back! Yeah, so Zach... 
I want to know what does Floodwater do in a COVID world right now? Um, how are you guys operating? Um, obviously, this seems you mentioned community, so this was obviously a, a, a hub for people to attend. Mm -hmm. um, are you guys open right now, or uh, at the moment we're doing growler sales um, of various sizes? Uh, you know, 32, 64 ounce. We even incorporated, uh, you know, the the bugle flip top uh, type bottle, 16 ounce yeah. bottle that you can either have. You know, we'll pre-fill counter pressure stuff. But, you know, if you wanted something in a pinch, uh, we also sell that. We have a limited number of 22-ounce bottles, too. And then we do, you know, you can order in advance or you can just order at the door. Yeah. We usually have a, two doors. We have one where you drop off the, the your used growler and then uh, the other door where you, you pick it up after we Perfect. put it through a couple steps of sanitation. Yeah. Definitely. And during this whole period you've been doing a lot of um inside work yeah oh yeah a lot of renovations yeah, 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 yeah. Pre that, preparing yeah. for the afterlife yeah, that's what definitely. i like to call it i <laughs> love it yeah because i mean the idea is uh eventually people will be allowed to come back in here one of these exactly. days exactly <laughs> yes. yes yes so what have you done you've put in new oh yeah so yeah doors yeah uh, you know we've always had a back porch <laughs> that i think i think our brewery you know i'm biased of course has the best view of any brewery. oh i think it's definitely pretty close yeah i mean maybe number one because when you look out the deck you have the back deck you have the uh bridge of flowers which is a tourist attraction in its own right and then you have the hills uh in the backdrop so typically around this type of year i'm you know, you would have this great juxtaposition with the green and blooming flowers because they do a great job of making sure something is always in bloom on the bridge. I'm not even, I wasn't even like a huge flower person, but like <laughs> you got to appreciate it. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, during nor most years, you know, the bridge is unlocked. And if you smoke weed and have a little bit and walk across the bridge on a nice starry night, it's, uh, it's like you're going in this flower tunnels, what I'm told. <laughs> Love it. What I'm told, anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I work for a company, and I'm not allowed to smoke. Exactly. Weed. But you do have a beautiful location. Right. That's that's for sure. If it wasn't raining so much outside, we'd probably be able to appreciate a bit more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're but... so... Yeah. Oh, so going back to what I've been doing, because I just, like, trailed right off there. That's cool. Oh, yeah. So we had the small back deck before. I had a very crappy entrance going to it and a couple of small windows, but we put in these six uh these two six foot wide overhead glass doors with like full view going out it and then we're going to be modifying the deck so it's ada compliant and you know nice. just trying to make the environment here as good as possible so when people For come sure. back they want to keep coming back definitely absolutely um we talked about the beer that you guys are brewing uh what's next other than the renovation for you i mean we're talking about floodwater today but where do you see you in, in two years three years well we do have a flat well hold on i guess renovations going forward i guess i'll answer this in a few different steps one is uh, renovations going forward we have a flat roof so we'll probably try and do an angled roof a uh, roof deck fuck those flat roofs angled yeah. where it's at <laughs> snow just sheens right off of it but uh, a roof deck that's cool even better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Or maybe we'll put an angled roof on top of the roof deck Ooh. with some solar panels. There we're, you go. We're, you know, our, our uh, 
you know, our brew house is uh, steam, but it's an oh, electric cool. steam boiler. So nice. your carbon footprint's not as terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, having solar panels on that would definitely cut into it, cut, you know, cut down our electric bill. That's for, for sure. sure. It's not a it's not a fun time of the month when you get that. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so I guess that is one aspect uh, uh, we'll be working on. Another one would be, uh, you know, as you as I just mentioned on earlier, we're doing growlers and you know, limited number of bottle fills. So having some sort of automated uh line for beers to go would be good you know i think up to this point i'd always just assumed that the majority of our sales would be on-site consumption like we were 85 percent on-site consumption however your expansion or you know is naturally limited when you're so uh what's your favorite style of the brew because i mean again you you seems that you really like lagers um to brew i mean you know the brew i wouldn't say like on a brew day itself or like do i like to taste at the end i think i would say both i'd say i'd say i think there's less to hide in a lager like when you when oh, you like sure. uh under pitch or there's like a high lag phase with um you know with lagers you'll get this like vegetative thing so like you you it's a hard a lot harder to mask things so when it does work out well um you know i think it's there's more opportunity for something to go wrong on the fermentation side. So that's when you have to be cleaner. I mean, ales take off and like, I mean, granted every brewery tries to be as clean as possible, but I think it's, you know, you're just more vulnerable on that. I mean, you're fermenting at a, you know, lower temperature, takes sure. longer. There's just more vulnerability, but uh, I don't know. I, I, it depends on the day, really. Like when, while I'm brewing, it's like, you know, any any day where I'm I'm brewing a hop heavy beer and I don't have to open up the 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 hop filter, go up upstream in the heat exchanger, I'm like yes, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like that's a great brew day for yes. me. That's like kind of exciting. I mean, you know, I easy brew days are nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. But at the same time, you like the complexity of some of the other beers. Like yeah. drinking those beers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. You know, yeah. it kind of reminds me. You know, uh, we we've been told multiple times. You know, the best beer is the beer in front of you, and for a brewer, it's like the best beer I like to brew is the one I'm brewing that day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because hopefully, especially like I like, in a way, you know, the the engineering side of me. You know, there's like there's the art of brewing, and then the science is the repeatability. So when you are brewing a batch. You know, uh, when you're brewing the same type of beer multiple times in a row and the changes that you want to make to it over time, because the beer has a story to it. Like as you're brewing it, you know, the first time, especially since we're a startup, you're going to be making tweaks to the recipe. And you hope that when you're making those tweaks, it improves the beer that you want it to. Or when you have a beer at a point that you have it, that you keep getting those same results. So I, I, I think since we're fairly young and also since we don't uh, multi-batch so like if you're like say you have like a 20 barrel brew house and you're doing and you got 100 barrel fermenters you know there's it's okay to have that variability because you know it's probably going to average out over five right but we're doing all single batch so i find uh satisfaction when i'm like for instance you know metro paul bunyan (laughs) we 
we do have that on tap at a, like a place regularly we, they, they depend on it to be the same every time and I've been pretty happy with the results so it's nice to have that especially like it's a little different when you're at a, a smaller scale system like I have a lot of things in here that breweries of comparable size wouldn't have because I've been able to get it with the controls background yeah. however you're still not the same level as a lot of these larger brew houses where they have the tools necessary and you know yeah to to make the repeatability easier right right in speaking of you know making small tweaks and variables how many variables are you changing at a given time it depends sometimes i'm just like all right let's just blow it up and then we'll uh <laughs> and then we'll start from scratch other times yeah. it's like tweaking something like um you know, mash temperature and you'll change up. You, there's a couple things that you can change at the same time and it doesn't look like you're chasing your own tail on what you're getting. So I guess, I you know, there are times where I've changed five different things in a brew day. That includes hops, grain, yeah. dill. Sometimes, like the first time I did a recipe, you know, like the when you scale up the system and like when you're home brewing before it, you aren't a production scale system so you have it's like oh i'll have 20 different ingredients to get you know to to make this malt bill and when you are production and you're also smaller and you don't want to have things laying around as much you have to simplify your your uh recipe and without like you know while still being happy with why that was a recipe you wanted to begin with definitely definitely all right so before we get to know what zach's drinking at home and what inspires him for his brews we just have one quick message from our sponsors are you a solo artist band podcaster or anyone else who needs recording services well we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality welcome to small pond studios built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Brewroot sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. And we're back. So, Zach, as I mentioned before, the quick sponsor break. What are you drinking at home, and what inspires your beers here? Drinking at home right now? Yeah. Sure. I've, I have, like, a bunch of random stuff. I had actually <laughs> a guy that comes by here that all, fairly often that home brews, and he did uh, a kettle sour using yogurt, which I've been pretty happy I've about. I've heard people doing that before. Oh, it's yeah. A, I think it's more nuanced than some of the... It's also a lot cheaper get. than buying the yeast, so <laughs> or so I've heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's that aspect to it. So all, all, yeah. If someone comes by with something they homebrewed, I will drink it. Nice. And so that's one thing. Uh, what did I hit? Um, 
Uh, what have I had lately, Dave? Like, uh, you know, I've well, um, friend just brought by uh, um, Progression Evolve. Nice, nice. IPA. I have. Um, I've actually been drinking some New Salem cider, hard cider. Oh, okay. Um, I had swapped the tank, and he came. I was. I, I mean, I let him borrow a CO2 tank, and I was just expecting it to come back but then he gave me like five growlers of hard cider and i was like all right that's not bad thanks man (laughs) i hear the the view there is really neat it's like kind of like a small location but you're up on this hillside in new salem which is right near the co-op and yeah i haven't been there personally but um so we know it's kind of you're drinking at home hodgepodge of, of everything what you're getting um but you mentioned people dropping stuff off here have you guys done any collaborations with any other breweries oh uh, yeah actually we did do uh an, i thought it was a really nice brute pale ale collaboration with hitchcock brewing company oh nice yeah and that one turned out really well uh i've also done a collaboration with west county cider oh i've been drinking actually i've been drinking a decent amount of cider it's like pumpkin beers and hard cider this is the fall ryan fall, this is, right this on is, this is pretty <laughs> much all you're like... allowed to drink right yeah. yeah ryan no this time of year i got Oktoberfest to keep me going oh yeah that's right okay that's cool i yeah. guess I yeah that's cool <laughs> so um do you have a dream collaboration anyone you really want to collaborate with that you haven't no i don't you know i mean anyone Open who anyone who wants to collaborate of course, yeah, definitely do it. Um, nice. But I, uh, you know, I haven't like had like a dream list or something like that. Yeah, that's. I think right. I've always that's sort cool. of just like kept my head down and worked, and then if you know, be in the past they had, you know, like the Mass Brewers Guild, we would go co- have conferences, meet and greets, and then while you're just mingling with people, you'd be like, oh, hey, uh, we should brew a collaboration. For yes. like Mass Beer Week, but <laughs> that didn't really happen this year. Because of COVID, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of, I just haven't really thought about that type yeah. of stuff. Fair enough. I mean, there are a lot of people in the area and beyond that, you know, I would could learn a ton from and, you know, I would love to do a collaboration with, but, you know, I... I you know, I haven't, I haven't had the opportunity. Yeah, I haven't yeah. really thought about it. After COVID. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll get back on that. No, we'll put that, we'll, we should do that. We'll put that in my what I plan to do post COVID. The plans yes. where I was like, take the flat roof, make it a pitch roof. Also, we'll be, <laughs> yeah. we'll be distributing and uh, making a top 10 list of people we'd like to collab with. Yeah. Done and done. For various reasons. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. And like you mentioned, uh, you know, collab beers, right? you, you want to try to learn something, right? Like, how does this person think about brewing? And it kind of brings me to, like, my favorite question to ask is, like, what do you want to learn more about in the brewing process? Uh, I'd like to see, you know, actually, I was down at a... Uh, this was like I don't even know if I was allowed to go to New York at the time because it was <laughs> during COVID, right? And I and I had bought a couple tanks off of a brewery called I how did I draw the draw the oh my god if you paying attention to this you'd be pissed. That's all right. <laughs> but it's a, it's in Long Beach City, New York, which is sort of near JFK. So I okay. went down there, picked up a couple of tanks, and then came back. Uh, but I was interested in how they do their sanitation and stuff which doesn't seem like it's that interesting to people uh but 
I guess with the engineering side, like they were like using strictly heat as it was up to that point i oh, always just assumed you use you know sandy clean or you know uh low foaming you know cip star sand something yeah yeah other. something like that yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were just using hot water they just test the temperature out at the end and they're like huh. oh it's 212 everything's got to be dead in here and i was like i was like all, all right, right that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah it's true they just sort of like uh you know i like revisiting the general like more of the the process. I like to see how people also get a buy with control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm always more looking at the engineering. I don't like, you know, I mean, you know, you look at the recipes and stuff too. But I'm always, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Like, I don't know, like. There's a lot of things to like. Yeah, there's a lot of things at the time, but when I yeah. first, when you just asked me, my first thing, like <laughs> the first thing I thought of gravitated towards the engineering side of things, right. like stuff that brewers don't even care about most. I mean, you care about sanitation. However, like I thought temperature, Darn the temperature, engineers. yeah, the doing that, I was like, oh, that's pretty sweet. I mean, they still use like, you know, PBW or, or whatever, course. something from Burko yeah. to, to clean it. But then the whole sanitation, I was like, oh, temperature sanitation. All right. So that's what you'd like to learn. Anything on the business side of it? <laughs> yeah, I, got a, I have a lot to learn Everything. on the business side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah I hadn't ran a business all. before this. I right, I right. I think I, I, sometimes I feel like I'm further away now than I was before. I mean, I'm always listening to what other breweries have done that are, have been in the game longer or even less than me because... Yeah. You, you have to be innovative from the start. So um, I'm listening uh, on pr pretty much anything anyone says. Yeah. Even yeah. if I don't think it's a good idea, I'll still listen. That's I'll smart. Like, in my head, I'll be like, ah, yeah. not a good idea. <laughs> but all right, yeah. cool. Yeah. But it's not like I know the answers <laughs> right, anyway. Right. I mean, I still have a day job. So it's like, well, you know. Exactly. Um, That's all right. You still work your day job, you mentioned. Yeah, um, yeah. Are you still working in like the engineering field? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, uh, I'm a controls engineer for uh, Crane Currency out of Dalton. Fun. So, yeah, they Dawn make all the paper money's printed on. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all in Dalton, Massachusetts. All right. Oh, get yeah. out. So get I can, out I can literally say I make millions of dollars a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's nice. too funny. Nice. That's too funny. Um, the beer community has it been embraceive for you, uh, working with other people, bouncing questions. Embraceive? Embrace? Have they? Have you em embraced? Oh, they embraced him. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Both. No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, probably yes. I wonder. You know, maybe the brewing community, in a way, is sort of like. Yeah. No. I, actually, sorry. Uh, some of the things that I, I like spitball in my head. I was just thinking of. It's all in a notebook, but no, everyone's, <laughs> you know, people have been great. You know, people from various breweries have stopped by, um, That's cool. you know, and when I go there, they're, uh, super receptive. Everyone's, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. I think the community, like, I think having more breweries in the area, uh, improves the brewing scene. A one, it makes you, uh, as good as possible. And two, it also makes it more of a destination. I, I know there's yeah. so many people that come through where they're like, oh, we're doing a brewery tour today. We've hit this one, this one, and this one. Is there another one you want to visit? And I always throw out one depending on which route they're going. Yeah. Maybe a couple, give them a few options, tell them which each one's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, or which one, what type of beers I like from each one. For sure. Um, yeah, and there, there are a lot of really solid brewers out there in the 
breweries doing like unique things, which you Western know Mass don't involve awesome. donuts. So it's, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Western Mass really does kick ass. You really have some amazing yeah. breweries out here, so it's a great place yeah. for a beer tour. Highly recommend. Yeah. So I want our listeners to come to Floodwater. Where are you physically located, and where are you on the internet? Oh, we're at uh, 40 State Street in Shelburne Falls, Massachusetts. 01370 is the zip code. What was the second question? Interwebs. Interwebs. Social media. Oh, <laughs> floodwaterbrewing.com. Cool. Make sure to go there and you have your hours of operation and everything on there. Yeah, yeah. And I do an okay job of updating the beer Facebook, list and stuff like that. Instagram. Oh, yeah. It's it. always up. Yeah. Well, you, so you can order on, yeah, from floodwaterbrewing.com. You can, there's a link to our. Beer. online order list and a description cool of nice, each beer nice nice cool. and uh i'm good i don't have any other questions erica Do yeah no favorite? just our last one um what are you most proud of uh, i'm still standing exactly <laughs> that's a good thing to be proud <laughs> of day. you're still yeah, here exactly. <laughs> well zach thank you again for doing Definitely. this tonight oh yeah thanks for coming by you this guys is super fun i, I uh, wish you all success in the future and we can't wait to We'll come back. And enjoy your patio. Exactly. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you guys do this type of thing uh, multiple times? We try to come we back. Do. We do. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. Next we'll time we'll back. set it up on the deck, even if it's the winter. <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah. sure then we'll we test what type of We're podcast you yeah. guys are. Yeah. <laughs> Just get us a space heater. We're fine. Ryan's, got this. Ryan's been shaking his head. He's, he's For skeptical. the record, Ryan's been shaking his head throughout this in an interview. He's like, that's not right. I wouldn't do that. The, the, the microphones would not like the cold. Would they freeze? <laughs> we'll, we'll make it work. No, the diaphragm just won't move as uh, well. Oh, yeah. oh, oh mechanics. Yeah, you know. Ah, uh, cool. Voice coil. Oscillation. <laughs> what well, happens if we wrap them with like those hand warmers? Ooh. You know what? Maybe. There We're going to have go. to do that. There we'll, you go. We'll do that. We'll make it work. Well, Zach... I can't wait to be freezing outside with you on our next interview. All right. That sounds cool. good. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Until well, next time. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Ho, 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 and happy holidays to all the Brewers listeners out there all across the world. I'm Santa here up at the North Pole, and I'm getting my playlist ready for Christmas Eve. I'm going to have episodes queued up from Castle Island, from Notch, from Night Shift. I might even have ones from Wandering Soul, Gilded Skull, and our friends over at Remnant. And you know how I can find out about more episodes? Well, let me tell you. You go over to at Roots on all social media, and you follow them because you can stay up to date with some of the best beer news this side of the North Pole. Well, I have to get ready. Rudolph is calling me and Mrs. Claus is getting my suit all ready for the big night. And you know what? I wish all the Brew Roots fans out there a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs>